On this episode of the TalentCast, we update our privacy policies. We'll be right back. Welcome to the TalentCast. I'm your host, James Ellis. This podcast has one simple goal, to change the conversation around recruiting, employer brand, and hiring. Simple as that. The only way we can do that is by making this a 100% no-pitch zone, meaning no one's making any money, no one's giving any money, nobody's sponsoring anything. So please come join us, come learn, come engage in this conversation, come grow our industry with me. Uh, If you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter at The War for Talent, or you can look at our website, thetalentcast.com. Otherwise, let's get to it. Hey, how you doing, James Ellis? Uh, it's going to be one of those podcasts. I had to do three running starts to get that. We updated our privacy policy joke right and give me a break. That was the easiest intro I've ever done. How you doing, housekeeping? Uh, a couple things going to be in Austin for South, not by South by Southwest. That's, that won't be for a long time, and I have not applied. Uh, for a social recruiting strategies conference, that's August. And then I will be in August for in Austin for social, no, uh, talent brand summit. Uh, you know, just hanging out so please say hello if you're going to be at that show i think it's going to be in a very interesting uh two or three days uh if you hear a lot of noise in the background uh, here in chicago summer has appeared as if out of nowhere literally two weeks ago it was 31 degrees today it's 85 and our air conditioning has not been installed so there's a fan over in the other side of the room so hopefully you can't hear it too much other housekeeping. Apparently next week I'm going to be on the Employer Brand Podcast with Jorgen Sundberg and it's going to be terrifying because this is a huge podcast and I have no idea what to expect because I just talked for a while. Speaking of just talked for a while, I'm also going to be on the Chad and Cheese Podcast some point this month while uh, the boys are out doing whatever it is they do on their summer break. Uh, interviewed during, um, gosh, where did I see uh, uh, Ch- Chad? I saw Chad at... Uh, um, brand blanket. Oh, RecruitCon. That's what it was. Oh, I'm such a goldfish. It is a holiday weekend here in the States, Memorial Day weekend. I would not leave you hanging and not give you a podcast. We've only got like five left before the summer break. I remember I'm taking July and August off. That's way too much talking without any good information. So let's right, get right to it. Uh, applications are dead. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Hold on. Hold on. Um, everybody's been saying applications have been dead for a while, or at least People have been trying to suggest that eventually applications will die. I'm here to say that they're pretty much on life support at this point. And you may say, hey, you know, uh, like 99.999% of all my uh, uh, hires are through some form of application process. And I say, yeah, how much do they enjoy it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay then. Uh, a couple, about six months ago, LinkedIn, for example, just to start with, uh, has a, a new tool. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's this lead generation tool where people can effectively just raise their hand and give you their email address and say, I'm vaguely interested in your company and I would like to learn more. It doesn't specify that a recruiter will call. It doesn't specify they're applying for a job. It just means you're an interesting company. I've read some information about you, presumably what you posted on LinkedIn, and I would like to be kept in the loop. I would like to know more. It's not an application, it's an email address. And frankly, since that email address is associated to LinkedIn, it's a LinkedIn profile that's already public. So no GDPR concerns right there, right? Okay, good. I'm gonna try not to say GDPR too much. I know it's on everybody's heads. Uh, yeah, I'm, though, <laughs> I listened to NPR, I was in a cab the other day, listening to NPR trying to describe to their listeners what GDPR was. It was kind of like listening to a child explain Snapchat to their grandparent. It was a kind of a train wreck. Anyway. Uh, so let's let's try to avoid the GDPR jokes at this stage. Um, so it, all it is is simply saying, hey, look, you don't need a quote-unquote application to evaluate someone. 
Really what you need is a sense of where did they work before? What were their titles? If you can see, if you're hiring a vice president of finance and their last title was salesperson, guess what? Probably not a fit. Did you need to know what school they went to? No. Did you need to know how long they worked this job as a salesperson? No. Did you need to know how many jobs they had before that? No. Do you need to know their address and email address? No. You needed to know that their last job was not a director of finance or anything like that and likely were not ready for this job. You needed to know one piece of information and that was they were, they're, they're currently a salesperson. Thanks for playing. There are plenty of other places you should be applying, including in this company, for a potentially a sales job or even a sales leader job, but it's director or VP of finance. That's not going to fly, right? That is all you needed to decide to throw this person out, right? And every any given job, you have a number of litmus tests, right? You know what a litmus test is? That is to say, uh, litmus test being little paper strips with a, a chemical on it, and it will tell you, depending on the color, is this a base or an acid? That's a litmus strip, right? A litmus test is simply to say, if you're looking to hire person X to do job X, they must have certain things. Now, your job description or job posting, which we talked about last week, has lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff that's quote unquote required, but is not really true. They don't need five years of program experience to hire that SDE2 or SDE3, but it's helpful. I mean, perhaps someone has been coding for a year, but they've coded a really popular app that's flying off the shelves and doing really, really well and did something super innovative. You could jump in as an SDE2 or an SDE3, right? If you are a child prodigy, the, year, the five year thing is simply a rule of thumb. That's not the litmus test. The list is, can you code in these languages and have you done it to a certain degree? Now, if your current uh, school is seminary school, then maybe you're probably not much of a programmer. You're, that you're gonna fail that litmus test. I don't know when you're squeezing in a lot of development time over at seminary school. If your current job is veterinary assistant, Okay, uh, that's a bit of a stretch. And again, I don't know when you've been coding. Uh, maybe you're doing it on the side, and that's great. But for an SDE 2 or 3, probably not going to fly, is it? Yeah, by the way, good coffee today. This is I'm literally sipping on coffee cup number 4, and these are 16-ounce cups, so I'm not screwing around. Uh, that's what you need to know. There's a one or two litmus tests on any given job. It could be their last employer. It could be their last job title. It could be number of years in role. That might just be all you need, right? In this day and age, does it matter if they're in your town? If you're hiring for somebody good, you'll fly them in. You'll bring them in. They'll happily help them move. If the talent is so damn thin on the ground that you will do what it takes to get that person in, you do not need a lot of information. I have a two-page resume. How much of that information should I really be able to just throw out? Most of it. Look, this is my title. This is what I've been doing. This is what I've been focusing on. I should be able to apply in about a paragraph, right? Hey. I'm a professional. Here's my URL. Here's my podcast. Here's my Twitter. Here's my current job title. That's really all you need to say. This person is going to be an interesting conversation or wow, this is not the right person we're looking for. That's all you needed. So in a day and age of saying, and, and you hear all these tools, you know, when I'm in ERE and I'm in other conferences and I'm looking at the vendor, you know, expo kind of stuff, still so many people trying to sell this, make your application easy. It's still a pain in the ass. It still sucks. Even if I can apply with LinkedIn and say apply with LinkedIn and give my phone number and maybe upload a current resume and boom. And that is, by the way, as far as I can tell, the easiest application, full application process there is. It's still a pain in the ass. And it's still in maybe what, 5 10% of all jobs at a certain level? It's pretty hard to find. I can see lots of jobs that, man, if I could just say, look, this is my title and this is what I do and you might want to talk to me and if I could just give that information 
and ha- start the conversation, I'd do it. But since you're going to make me jump through a million hoops, screw you, I'm out. I have a good job. And everybody at this t- stage has a good job. The concept of an application presumes that you have all the power because you have the jobs. And the person who you're talking to is desperate for a job and is a little hungry and a little bit scared of not making their rent. And so they'll do whatever stupid hoop, hoop jumping you need them to do. So great quote, a great stat. And I wish I could pull it up. I, I'm sure I took a picture on my phone somewhere from uh, the last Social Recruiting Strategies uh, conference. I want to say it was Tracy Parsons who said it, but I might be screwing that up. Um, hey, Tracy. Uh, but it was about this idea that if you ask HR recruiters what they want, they want more process. And if you ask candidates what they want is they want less process and more communication, right? And that there's a huge gap in that space of what people want more of. When you as a recruiter and HR person want more process, you're asking people, you have more hoops to jump through. Why? Because it makes your life easier or it makes your metrics reporting easier or whatever reason. There's lots of reasons why you want more process. To be fair, you live in the HR space, the world of process generation. You literally are just machines that generate processes sometimes for no clear reason, sometimes for very clear reasons, and sometimes you don't spend the time or the HR doesn't spend the time trying to think of, why did we make that process two years ago and do we still need that? It's still kind of unlikely that you do that evaluation process. HR loves process. Candidates hate process. What they want is communication. That what they want to know is what's going on. What they want to know is what are you really looking for, right? (laughs) That's what people want. And the application process should be a true application process, fuzzy, right? I was talking in my day job, talking about, we were kind of brainstorming about what we want. We're talking about technology and cool tools and stuff like that. And we're saying, hey, does this tool work pre-application, during the application, or post-application? I just said, look, you got to let go of this concept of there's some sort of demarcation of the world. You know, there's a big submit button that says, I have now officially applied. Kapajink. You know, it should have like a a mechanical sound. Kapajink. You know, that you know, something magical has happened. Like with the end of Ninja Warrior, when you hit that button and the smoke goes up and you're like, ah, we made, he made it to the end of the run or she made it to the end of the run. That, that kind of level of ka-chunk, like ap- apply is some sort of magical shift in the world. Bullshit. An apl- application should be slow. When I say that, I mean, let's look at that list, Ms. Test. When you're a recruiter and you're hiring for a salesperson, there are titles you want and titles you don't, or there are pieces you want and pieces you don't. And if you see someone with the litmus test passing criteria, the one or two pieces of information you need, you start the conversation. At no point did they apply. At no point did they say, here's my resume, and here's my cover letter, and here's my LinkedIn profile. And then because you know maybe these people are young, they say, uh, references uh, uh, available on request. No shit, Sherlock. Stop putting that in there. Um, why am I giving you three pages of personal information? In this age of privacy policies being updated left, right, and center and being able to be forgotten, why am I giving you my entire professional history and references and names and email addresses and company information. Why would I ever do that? You don't need that to evaluate me at the beginning. You need that somewhere down the line, but you don't need it to start the conversation. Every good recruiter knows that if they're in line at a coffee shop or they're at a cocktail party or they're in a recruiting event, a good conversation starts by simply knowing one or two pieces of information. Hey, what do you do? Oh, that's cool. Where do you do it? And that those two pieces of information will tell the recruiter, ah, this is someone very interesting or this is someone who I can't really use. And they move their conversation in the direction accordingly. 
The same should be true for a quote-unquote application process. You just need a few teeny, teeny, teeny tiny pieces of information. If you want to know more, Google it. Come on. This is the gap. You want more process. You want that person to jump through more hoops, and you wonder as you apply, as you push more hoops upon them, why they don't love your process. Huh? How does that work? And then there's no real true application process. The app, quote-unquote, application process can span over a period of weeks as you collect more information, as you look at their LinkedIn, as you look at their URLs, if you look at your Twitter, if you look at their professional publications, as you push that information to the interview loops. At what point do I need to have a cover letter? If you look at me and you can't figure out what it is I do and why it is I do it, I'm doing a horrible job. Now, I get that you're talking about hiring kids and kids need cover letters and all that stuff, and that's a different ballgame. But frankly, again, all you need to know is where did you go to school? What did you do at school? Are you engaged or are you not engaged? Let's get some traits. Okay, good. Got it. Yes or no. Let's move forward or let's not move forward. And when I say let's move forward or not move forward, I don't mean hire or don't hire. I mean move forward. There are multiple steps in this entire hiring process. Why are we pretending it's pre-application, application, good junk, and then post-application, right? That's bullshit. So as you collect more information, as you learn more about people, what you're doing, in fact, is communicating, which, by the way, is what candidates want more of. Your damn CRM, it's your damn ATS, you fill it in. I mean, if you want these people so bad, if the business need to hire this person is burning a hole in your pocket such that they're paying you to find them, I think you can do a little basic data entry. Or you can use a tool that scrapes their LinkedIn profile and dumps it in the ATS. Doesn't every ATS have that by now? Almost, just about. Pay for it. That's the thing. We're so desperate for talent. The business is clamoring for us to fill those roles. They can see the money just falling out of their hands because no one is in that seat trying to do their job. All the missed opportunities, missed customers, customers who are mad because no one did their customer service, customers who are mad because no one's processing things. There's no one in legal. There's no one in risk. They're up for lawsuits. There are all sorts of horrible things happen because there's nobody doing the job. They're desperate for the talent. And there you are saying, I'd love to talk to you but you need to apply. My favorite story about this is in the tech space. You claim, you claim, you are so desperate for a good blankety-blank developer, call it what you will, whatever skill, Hadoop, Java, JavaScript, C-sharp, I don't know what the programming languages are, I'm not a developer, but you're desperate for this person with amazing skills. You found them. You trolled them on GitHub. You trolled them on Stack Overflow. You Googled them and found all the different places they keep their work. You are in love. Your hiring manager is in love with this person. You want to take it behind the middle school and get it pregnant. Love this person. And they walk in the door, and the first thing you do is say, here's a laptop, fill in the application. Why? You know what you need? You need my social security number and some references. Oh, and an e uh, a physical address to mail a paycheck if I feel like doing it that way. Everything else is immaterial. What do you need to know my last three or five or 12 companies I worked for? What does that matter to you? If I've given you my references and you've gone to my LinkedIn and you've seen the companies I've worked for and the job titles, call them and ref get a uh, confirmation on that. Don't ask me. By the way, when you ask me, you don't trust me when you do. You're still going to go call and co confirm, right? 
interruption. The goal here is to change the conversation around recruiting, hiring, and employer brand. The only way we can achieve that goal is with your help. And that is not with money, not with sponsorship. No, 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 no. It's to just simply share us and review us. Simple as that. Just review us wherever you get podcasts, share us on social media, say nice things about us or complain about us. That really is completely fair. Uh, That's all we really ask. That's all. Thanks so much for joining us and uh, let's get back to the show. So what's the purpose of making them jump through the hoop? You know, this talent that you're desperately in love with, that you're desperate to put in the job to develop the next new product or to solve the next customer problem or to build the next round of sales, the person who's going to literally grow your business, you're going to make them do the work? Oof. That's the thing, right? If there's no ka-chunk application, spread it out. Collect that information. And I know as a recruiter, you're insanely busy. Please don't let me, don't think that I'm discounting that insane level of busyness. I am, however, going to tell you that the level of data entry needed, if you really thought about what you really need to collect a quote unquote application, junk, is very thin. You just need to know where they work. You just need to know their address. You just need to know their social. You may probably need a phone number, right? I'm trying to think of all the other pieces of information you really, really need. Do you need to know their list of skills? No. You know what they know. You've seen what they've done. You've seen what the work. The, the hiring manager's already bought off on it. The list of skills, that's only to kind of tell the recruiter and the hiring manager what kind of programming skills they have. You know what they are. Why do you have to collect that information? You're not going to use it. Any piece of information that you don't know exactly how to collect and use, you should not collect and use. Is that not the lesson of GDPR? If you don't know exactly what you're collecting, doing with that data, stop asking for it. Just because you could ask for it doesn't mean you should ask for it. And in this day of age of, of privacy and privacy hacking, it's best just not to have it. Right? If, if you ask your friend for keys to their apartment and their apartment gets broken into, you are now a suspect. If you didn't have their keys, you wouldn't be. Why, why, why would you put yourself in that situation? And yet every day, we ask hundreds, if not thousands of people to do exactly that. Give me your personal data and trust me not to accidentally share it. <laughs> Whoops. That's a bad idea. We need to embrace the idea that applications are fluid, soft things. We need to go back to HR and legal and say, what do you really need for a hire? Yes, you're going to do a background check. Yes, you're going to do reference checks. Do you need all that stuff on a resume? No, of course not. And if I gave it to you on a resume, you'd think less of me. I Trust me, when I evaluate resumes and you list your references, I think you're a little desperate. I think you're a little sad. And I'm thinking, do your references know you're handing their personal information out to everybody and anybody who says I have a job? Huh. Hmm. Yeah, not giving you lots of points on that. So that's the trick. The applications are dead. And if the applications are dead, the ATS, well, that's not far behind. Here, you want to know how dead applications are? They don't exist anywhere else. Okay? You want to go buy enterprise software? You want to go buy a car? There are companies, and there are many, 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 many companies. HubSpot, uh, I'm blanking on a bunch of others, but there's a bunch of other companies. uh, um, Pareto? Yeah, exactly. Companies that say, look, as you you don't have to collect all the information on your lead at once. You ask for it bit by bit. 
Hey, can I get your name and company? Thanks. Here's your white paper. Hey, can I get your email address and your job title? Thanks. Here's your other uh, 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 you know brochure. Here's your white paper. Here's your access to this article we wrote. Hey, can we also get um, the size of your company and what kind of business it's in? Thanks. Here's a, a white paper that helps you make it look smart. And over a course of a little bit, you collect the information on who that person is. You have enough information on that lead to decide, is this a qualified lead or is this not qualified lead? That should sound very similar to what recruiters do. You're looking for qualified leads. Are they able to do the job? Are they worth talking to? You're not asking for their life story. You do not need to know if they're a Virgo or a Scorpio. You do not need to know how much they volunteer or where. You do not need to know if they're straight, gay, black, white, blue, brown, striped, hermaphroditic, or who cares? It's not important to you. You're looking for the talent. You need just enough information to say, that person has the talent I'm looking for. Everything after that, the candidate should never know. You should ask them to validate information. Hey. We just troll, we just went to your LinkedIn, which by the way, again, public information, and we pulled this information and we turned it into something we would call an application. Can you just review this and make sure that we're not looking at the wrong one and have that candidate go, yeah, that's all that, all that is true. Or yes, all that's true, but you imported a piece of data here and that's wrong and I didn't go to that school, I went to this school, whatever. Why are you putting it on the candidate? The candidate you are desperate to talk to, the candidate that you are desperate to say yes to. Why are you being antagonistic with them and forcing them to jump through hoops that only you care about? And frankly, push comes to shove, you kind of even don't. You don't care about that information. We've got to get, got to get in this idea that applications are dead wrapped around our head. We've got to get into this and we have to say, what do we do next? How do we think about our application process in a way that isn't about you, candidate, follow my process and more about, hey, what do you want to know? If you promote what your company does and why your company does it, people will come to you. People will say, I would like to talk to you more. It completely changes the tone and tenor of the entire conversation, the entire process. You don't need that information. You don't need information from hundreds, if not thousands of people every single day. Stop asking for it. Stop demanding it. Think like a candidate. What do you want and how do you give it? And trust me, the application ain't it. That's all I got. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Like I said, only five more before the end, or four more, I think. This and four more before the end of the season, if we're calling it that, and then summer break for two months. Uh, yeah, so holler at me. Let me know if you've got questions, ideas, issues, things you want me to talk about. I'm all for it. I got a couple ideas percolating, but I could always use more. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.